Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mike Clemens standing by. Michael, how you doing, pal? Pretty good, pretty good. Got a whole weekend of practices, especially since they took that one off yesterday. And, you know, there's a little race against time here, Bill, because if this was a normal camp and preseason, the last preseason game would already be next week, Thursday night. And then they got to start making cuts and get down from 80 to 53 players. Then the, that weekend, next weekend, they'll be able to hang on to 16 practice squad players. And, and four of those they can protect as veterans uh, because, you know, the league went into this saying, all right, let's stack our rosters a little bit. So if the 53 guys get COVID, then we've got plenty of players that can be refreshed and get ready the next week. You know, those kinds of considerations. But essentially, they got less than a week left now to evaluate these players on the practice field. How is Jordan Love doing? I know that uh, we, we heard from Ryan Wood. I think you have said to me a, a couple of times the terminology is swimming. Yeah, because um, he's a 21-year-old kid out of Utah State who's trying to learn an NFL uh, playbook, and he had to do it virtually uh, during the spring. And then he comes in, and he's now had like you know nine practices. I mean, and they're installing at the same time. Now today, we were you know this was brought up earlier in the week to Matt Lafleur. Um, gee, when are you gonna let this kid just rip it? You know, we haven't been seeing them throwing the bombs into the net or anything. And today they actually did. They were inside the Hudson Center because it rained today. Mm-hmm. And and he found this Malik Turner, uh, the guy that they picked up from the Lions, on a deep route to the corner. And that was the best ball that he's thrown so far in camp. But, you know, we were talking to Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, uh, about jo- uh, Jordan Love. And if he's got any concerns that the kid is overthinking it so far in camp. I'll tell you, you know, you look at, you look at Jordan and, I mean, Obviously, this is an unbelievably unique experience um, to not have an off-season besides over a Zoom call, to not be able to practice, not be able to be around your teammates, and then be thrown into something, you know, like an NFL system uh, versus uh, a, a defense like Coach Pettens. I mean, there it's, it's, it's a challenge. And I think that for him, just being able to learn the system and being able to call a play in the huddle and then now go out and execute it, it's just – those things without the experience, it's just you could feel like he's just needs more time to learn how to be able to play and, and go out there and play within the system. And I think that's kind of sometimes what you're seeing is he, he gets that play call. He gets up to the line, gets everything. And it's like, OK, now let's play. But but, it you know, it's sometimes it's that instinct that's got to take over. And I think he's just not 100 percent sure at times. And I think that's you know, that's why experience is so important, especially at that position. So the, the more practice he can get, the, the more situations we can give him, the better he'll be. Um, I want to go back, Mike. There was something that was stated, and I think you had even given us this. Aaron Rodgers, who has looked really, really good, had talked about going back to some 2010 footage, and I had said all along, man, 
he brings back a semblance of 2010. This team's going to be in better shape than a lot of people gave it credit for. I don't know what specifically he saw, but uh, if, if, if it works and he returns to form for what he was in 2010, oh, my goodness. Yeah, you know, we talk about this every summer. The time that Favre came into camp about 2005, 2006, and now he's got a first-round pick, you know, breathing down his, his neck. And I remember doing some research one night, and I love this guy, man. I love Bob McGinn. All the years of scouting and notes and research he did on players. But one time I Googled Favre's name, and it was an article from Bob saying, this might be the beginning of the end for number four. He has been, he's two and a half weeks into camp. He's just so far off. He's thrown three or four interceptions. Uh, this Maybe this might be the end. That was written in 2001 by Bob <laughs> during training mm-hmm. camp. <laughs> when Far was about 30 or 31 because it's just like, how can this Iron Man, how can this kid with his rocket arm last, right? Well, as we all know, he put in another seven or eight years, went to a couple of NFC championships. So it always took Far a while to find it. Rodgers has always been a little more sharper in the first couple of days. This past weekend, he was really sharp. I mean, he can hit Devontae with a blindfold on down the sideline. Or even Alan Lazard or even Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They seem to be more on the page. And so we asked Aaron, man, you know, let's face it, you're hot right now. What's going on? From like a clip from 2010, actually. And it kind of hit me. The next day I went out to practice and started working on what I saw on the film. The tape of yourself can often be the most important to watch because you can always pick things up. I won't get into exactly what I saw, but uh, it definitely has helped me in the last couple of days. And well, uh, like I said, if he returns to 2010 form, I'll take it because uh, he was he was a sur- I remember uh, we were in 2010, 2011, coming out of Atlanta after that uh, that NFC playoff game. And I rode down the elevator with Steve Young, who said what we witnessed was a one of the best surgeons, if he was a doctor, one of the best surgeons in America, perform one of the most difficult uh, surgeries. He said he was unbelievable. So if you get any version of that, you're going to be smiling. You know, and from that Super Bowl year, who knows, it's probably something he did with his hands, with his grip, with his feet or something. It also just might be the fact that he saw himself getting rid of the football faster. He just he played like a basketball player on a fast break back then. And since then, he's become a little bit more methodical, a little bit hesitant, always trying to protect the football. And maybe that just maybe that just inspired him to say, I've got to play faster, period. And I know that I can because that's the way he's looked slinging around, you know, on the Ray Nitschke field. And, and I want to talk just a little bit about this race at wide receiver. We'll get into that probably a little bit more in the next segment, too. But. You know, this Malik Taylor kid's coming on, and um, and Reggie Begleton, the kid from the CFL. Right. These are these are their targets. But the guy who they're really counting on is a draft pick in MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And he seems to be picking up every day. I told you about this at the start of camp. Still the deep ball guy, and looks like he's got, you know, oven mitts on when it comes to the short passes. But he, he got on a, a better timing last weekend. It seems to have carried through this week with Aaron Rodgers. And and when we asked Rodgers about this at the start of camp, he wouldn't say anything about it. And this time, he had quite a bit of an evaluation about what MVS needs to do. The biggest challenge for MVS is always going to be himself. You know, it's just to fight against complacency and to make the last couple of days he's practiced the standard. 
That's what I said to him. Matt said to him, you know, his top end is pretty damn high top end, his potential. It's about being a professional all the time. And he's a very talented young kid. You know, he's explosive. He's uh, an improved route runner. And he can do things after the catch. It's just about that consistency. It's trusting himself. I think some of it comes down to confidence. He just needs to trust himself first and foremost. And the more he does that, and you might say, oh, that's, you know, that's a little thing. or That's a cliche or something. But there's a big difference when you trust yourself completely to where you have that tinge of the fear of constant failure all the time that might inhibit you from practicing to your full potential all the time. But the last couple of days were very encouraging. Like I said, that needs to be the standard for him. The beauty, and I've talked about this many years for young guys, is if you can have a representation in the room of what it really looks like, it makes your job so much easier. And I tell the young guys when I get a chance to talk to them, watch the older vet in the room that does it the right way. And for the receiver room, Devontae Adams is a great example of what it looks like. Uh, let's do this. We'll come back. We'll, uh, we'll set our sights a little bit on some of the new guys, maybe that defensive side of the football as well. Mike Clemens joining us from NFL Serious Radio. We'll go ahead and step away for a moment, come right back. More Packers chatter coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Winston fires and it's intercepted. Intercepted by Kirksey. Christian Kirksey, the middle linebacker, the Browns will lead the NFL in takeaways. Obviously, you always want to get better and better. You know, playbook-wise, I feel like I'm I'm getting on to it uh, very quickly um, with the help of my coaches and, you know, felt like myself again. Welcome back. Christian Kirksey highlight there. Speaking of the Packers, by the way, enter the Packers opening drive sweepstakes. You can win a 2021 Chevy Trailblazer. You can end the sweepstakes by purchasing any 20-ounce Coca-Cola product or the Pothole Pizza with your quick rewards card at Quick Trip. You can purchase both of them at the same time and get 10 extra bonus entries. Each opening drive or each weekly winner is going to have a chance to win a part of the opening drive, $25 per yard in the Packers opening drive contest. Plus, you're then entered to win automatically the 2021 Chevy Trailblazer. But no purchase necessary in the store. See for a store for details. Pothole Pizza, that's the official pizza of your Green Bay Packers, only available at Quick Trip. Mike Clemens from NFL Serious Radio joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. So, uh, Kirksey Mike is a guy that uh, they're relying upon. Obviously, Blake Martinez, who was a pretty short tackler, but more of a, a downfield guy and a, a little bit less speed than Kirksey. So, Kirksey not only comes with expectation, but uh, hopefully he can stay healthy as well. He's bigger on the field than Blake Martinez. Where's the number 58? Very sharp, very articulate guy. Seems to have taken to the team quite a bit. So, he's your inside linebacker. Here's your guy with the radio helmet. Now you got Oren Burks, who's you know into it back for his third season after being injured with shoulders, pack injuries the first two years. Now he's hitting harder. He'll take on that, that big kid that they got out of Boston College, number 28, AJ Dillon. He'll thud him, you know, hit him hard with the shoulders. He's trying to show that he can be physical. But then this Kamal Martin kid that they picked up from Minnesota. Oh my gosh, he's tall, he's quick. I like the crew cut, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love it when rookies come in with a crew cut, man. That's like, right? that's old school. I am here to learn. And you know what? Here's another thing, too. Unless they um, ask you, hey, is Lombardi still the head coach? Yeah, yeah. Because he was a crew on, cut guy. 
on offense, on offense, uh, you look at the wide receivers and the, the new receivers coach, you know, Justin Vrabel, he's working with Devontae Adams. Well, who's working with the young guys? And they've got like some of these assistants to the assistants. There's one guy that they're working up, this Malik Taylor that I've talked about. On the defense, same thing. You know, got Mike Pettin, you got Kirk Olivinati, but there's like this one assistant uh, who I don't know who he is, but it's like every rep Kamal Martin goes, he goes back to this, like this personal coach he's got. I mean, it almost looks like it's a Wednesday in the middle of the season and they're trying to get some guy they brought in off the street up and ready, you know, for mm. Sunday. You know, it's got, yeah. got kind of that feel. So they're rotating in Oren Burks and uh, Kamal Martin, who they picked up in the draft in the fifth round from Minnesota. Ty Summers, he's in the running there, too. Um, I would love to see Curtis Bolton in there. This this kid's a bulldog, hard-hitting. He's the one that went down with the ACL, though, last year. He's still on the PUP. Uh, you see him running up and down the sidelines, so it looks like he could go here at some point. But we talked to Kirk Olivendati. He's your – well, we first talked to uh, Mike Pettin about the progress of Christian Kirksey as the captain of this team. Stepped in here, you know, leadership role right away. Guys gravitated to him that he's a um, good communicator on the field, good communicator off the field in the meeting room. Uh, you know, he's a take charge kind of guy. And, and you can tell he's, I think, initially too, just struggled a little bit, just kind of being out there with guys that have been in the system. And, and he's the new guy, but he's the one that has to do a lot of the communication. So it, it's important to him. And he's really been putting the time in to, uh, to get that right. So he looks good. Well, that's good. I mean, uh, they need... They need him to be up to speed. They need him to be an impactful player specifically because all you're doing right now is hoping a couple of guys around Kenny Clark get better. So you need somebody that's going to be an impact player there. Yeah, and you know what a good guy Oren Burks is. You did a whole hour show with him on your Friday night show last season. So, you know, there's a guy that you know is is going to give it his best shot. You talk to the inside linebackers coach, Kale, Kirk Olivendati, about this campaign between the third-year guy, Burks, and the rookie Kamal Martin to go alongside Christian Kirksey at inside linebacker. You know, Kamal gets better and better every, every day. And uh, Kamal's a guy that has, that really worked at it with all the zoom stuff that we did. And when he came in here, he was uh, mentally really, really in a good place, especially for a rookie that had never really been around us. And he came in and the stuff that he took, you know, I think you guys have heard me say that before, taking it from the air condition. Well, he had to take it from a computer screen to the field almost, and, and he did a nice job with that. You know, Oren's had a uh, had a two kind of weird uh, training camps, just being injured and stuff like that. So he's he's healthy right now and uh, running around out there. And, and, you know, the training camp, is that's what part of this is all about. So it's nice that we're getting to do uh, a full training camp with him. You know, he's third year in the system and we're working through kind of the missed time that, that he had uh, the last two years. Uh, we're, we're uh, keeping it to a point where he can just go out there and, and uh, play and show us what he can do. Um, offensively speaking, Mike, um, we all expect year two to be better. Uh, it should be the more, more installation of this Kyle Shanahan offense, more motion, more misdirection. More, you know, are you seeing more of that? Uh, no. It, to me, it still kind of looks like that McCarthy LaFleur mashup the, from the formations that I see. Mm-hmm. Here's some of the issues. The biggest issue on offense right now is that right tackle position. Now, Rick Wagner, who's missed a week with an elbow injury, he got back on the field today. And so did Yash Nyman. 
you know, he's a third or fourth string kid, but six foot seven, three fifteen. Um, he's been off on the sidelines with an injury for the last week or so. They both got back on the field. They both took some reps today. So the question is, Lane Taylor is the veterans back at right guard. Today, LaFleur was asked point blank, has Lane Taylor done so well that maybe, the, you know, that Billy Turner could be the odd man out if Rick Wagner wins the right tackle position or, you know, back and forth. And all LaFleur would say is it's an open competition. We've got another week to – to make up her mind. So he doesn't want to play his hand. But at least mm-hmm. they've got that option now to judge that. In terms of the way they run the offense, no, to me it, it still kind of looks like – because when you watch the the Falcons when they went to the Super Bowl and LaFleur was on that staff, or Sean McVay with the Rams, or Shanahan, they come out with two tight ends and two backs. And you it doesn't you don't know if it's a run or a pass. And the quarterback will have triple fakes. Jared Goff will have – triple fakes before he maybe dumps a little pass off to a tight end or a one-on-one with a wide receiver on the backside. You know, to me, it looks more like, you know, three receivers, one tight end, one running back, you know, the old Aaron Rodgers kinds of Packers offense. So I asked Nathaniel Hackett, I said, this offense is supposed to be known as one where you can't tell if it's run or pass when you come to the line. Is that still an important principle in Green Bay? Without a doubt. I mean, we, we always talk about it takes all 11. And it takes all 11 for every single uh, play. And we want everything to look exactly the same. And, and like you said, you don't want it to necessarily look like a, a, a run. Uh, you don't want it to look like a pass. You want for at least the first uh, almost about five, four or five steps of everybody that they don't know what's happening. I think that's the key. You're always trying to displace linebackers, displace everybody, make them cover the whole field. And the only way you can do that is that all 11 people have to be on the exact same page and be choreographed, be doing the same things. Um, so I think that's something that we always talk about. We always want. And it, I mean, it starts with the offensive line, wide receivers, the quarterbacks, ball handling with, with the running backs. Everybody's got to be in sync and, and allowing those things to uh, to look the same. And if you can do that, that really yeah, that puts a lot on a defense. And that's what we're always trying to create. Well, it's going to depend uh, largely on how well other wide receivers step up and what Devonta Adams can do to get open. I mean, you know, as to whether or not you're going to be really passing the ball a whole lot and make it a more prolific offense. Yeah, wide receiver. Last year, Lafleur hired, uh, hired Elvis Witted, former Jets receiver, to be the receivers coach. And then he let him go at the end of the season. Now, he got picked up by Paul Christ and the Badgers. But they promoted Jason Vrabel who was like a film guy for the receivers group. Now, he was actually had worked with Nathaniel Hackett with the Bills a few years ago, so that's how he got his in with Green Bay. So the word is this Rabel guy is just much better at showing these guys what they need to know on the film, the teaching technique. I see him working with Devontae all the time. And the Vikings, by the way, they're warming up today in U.S. Bank Stadium sort of getting ready for game-like conditions. They're having their practice inside their stadium today. No fans in the stands for the first two games in Minnesota, just like in Green Bay. So I asked Jason Vrabel, I, when I see you working with Devontae Adams, are you trying to figure out ways on how he can beat double coverage that when teams will try and shut him down? Uh, some teams have those packages in, like, you know, uh, Coach Gray, who's here. You know, when we watched Minnesota last year, their thought process was to try to stop 17 as much as they can. Um, certain formations and personnels uh, don't – the defensive coordinator can't do that just because, you know, you can move them around and put them maybe inside or outside. Um, so it makes it difficult. And um, uh, I think majority of coordinators want to stop a number one receiver whichever way they can. 
I don't think that dictating having a guy across from him is going to, you know, affect that. If they want to double a guy and take him away, they're going to try to do that as much as they can. And then that's our job to move um, Devontae around and, you know, find find a way to get him in one-on-one coverages. Um, okay, you, you do that with Devontae, but then who becomes, you know, kind of your next guy or your, maybe even your slot receiver? Yeah, that's something that people have talked about. Who is really the true slot receiver since Randall Cobb left? You know, two years ago, he played for the Cowboys. This year, Randall Cobb playing for the Texans. So I asked Rabel, you know, who do you see emerging as a slot receiver in this offense? What kind of happened last year was Allen went in there and um, had some success playing, you know, that position for us. And then kind of with Devonte, he moved over there at times and we kind of rotated them around. Um, and in, in this offense, you know, they're, they're kind of versatile. They can go outside and inside. And I think having them to um, kind of own that position so far in training camp and feel comfortable, they've done a good job there. What about uh, the depth at wide receiver, Mike? I mean, we talk about so many different names. Is there anybody that really has kind of, kind of stepped up and shine? Well, you got Devontae, you got Alan Lazard, you got MVS, then you got Equinemia St. Brown, who's back healthy and looking pretty good. And then I keep talking about this uh, Malik Taylor, number 86, that was on their practice squad last year, man. They're running them end runs. They're running them on as a gunner on special teams. They're running them 18 out of 25 snaps when they get into the end zone um then the other uh uh let's see turner number 82 malik turner the kid they picked up from the lions he's getting looks and then there's reggie begleton from the cfl fast speedy not a very good run blocker and you wonder if the odd man out is jake kumaro who's back for his third year and we asked what his mindset going into this camp the same mindset every camp coming in coming in to earn a spot you gotta earn your spot every single day out here you can't come out and you know slacking off day in day out you have to come prepared mentally and physically every single day so i just try to do my best and uh, taking care of the body and making sure i'm in the playbook and uh, like i said same mindset every year coming in to earn a spot there you go let's do this uh, i know we're a little bit late let's take a quick break we'll come back we'll wrap things up mike clements from nfl Sirius radio standing by uh the van horn automotive group want to buy your car whether it's buying a car selling a car new car used car financing service whatever it may be the van horn automotive group they are family born and employee owned with locations in wisconsin and in uh, also in iowa and they're great people to deal with as a matter of fact i'm uh, i'm just looking at another one uh, today as a matter of fact so uh, some great people. And I just keep going back because they treat me right. They are so good, so good at what they do. The service department has been second to none. And they have dealerships, like I said, all over the state of Wisconsin. And right now they're looking to buy your car with a Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. So you can see everything on the web. Go to VanHornAuto.com. That is VanHornAuto.com. More with Mike Clemens coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Bill Michael Show wrapping things up today. We got uh, look uh, look ahead to uh, Brewers baseball coming up over the weekend. Back on Monday, also Bucks basketball and more with Packers training camp. Speaking of that, uh, going back to our good buddy Mike Clemens from NFL Serious Radio and uh, and and Mike, I guess look, uh, 
you know, we keep talking about this team and moving forward with so many practices uh, that they don't have. They don't have the ability to be able to have preseason games. They cancel to practice. So a lot of, a lot of stuff there. And then they take uh, yesterday off because they saw the Lions take off practice, the uh, the Bucks give up their game. The Bucks apparently, you know, in communication, Mark Murphy, call, or, or, no, I'm sorry, the Bucks actually talking to lawmakers. And so the Packers players having this long meeting yesterday with Mark Murphy in the room, Brian Gutekinds, Russ Ball, the vice president of finance, they're asking these team owners or presidents to, they know these legislators, to call them and see if they can make a change. And Matt LaFleur, they're talking about, you know, the fact that, uh, they had this long meeting, and it, it was so emotionally just, let's, let's not practice today. Um, and today the players now are coming out and doing some press conferences and talking about the issues. Now, for me, Bill, I had this interesting experience that I had about 12 years ago. It was a talented rookie player, and I found out just by chance that he was home in Kalamazoo driving around in a nice new SUV in a nice part of town. His father was a preacher, and he had the car loaded up with amplifiers and guitars and things on a Wednesday night coming back from choir practice and he got pulled over and he doesn't know why it's like it's like you know he was an African American in the nice side of town and at 11 o'clock at night on Wednesday there must be something going on so the officer is doing a check on him and then this this kid hears his name over the radio and they say oh yeah you can let him go he's a packer and then it dawns on him like he'd just been profiled, and he wanted to mm-hmm. say something about it. And his father, was the preacher, said, don't do that right now. You don't want that negative press. You still need to you know, earn yourself your role in the NFL. So he kept it quiet for, for, for years. And I asked Billy Turner if these guys are talking about these kinds of profiling things in these meetings. The experiences that are spoken about on our team – go from being profiled by the police and having guns drawn on you all the way up to being arrested for no apparent reason. Thank God we're football players. And sometimes people know who we are because you get a second chance and you have an opportunity, maybe potentially not to have a gun drawn on you, you know, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that we're athletes because you don't know who's behind those windows and those doors when you're pulling that person over sometimes. You know, you might just see a dark figure. It might look like a car that an African-American is driving. There's stereotypes and everything. So, you know, we, we've talked about profiling, yeah. And to be honest with you, from the point that I was able to leave the house on my own and my parents trusted me, I've been told from day one, if I ever get pulled over, keep my hands on the steering wheel and keep my mouth shut. Do everything the officer says, regardless of if he's throwing racial slurs at you, regardless of if he's talking down to you, talking negatively, because if you do not, you have the potential to lose your life. Who was it? Was there anybody specific he was talking about? That I was, no, he was talking about all kinds of players, but the story that I was telling you about was a rookie named Greg Jennings. Oh, wow. How about that? And he kept that that under wraps for years until, you know, I don't think he's ever told that story because, as his father said, don't go there right now. But I think with what's all happened, maybe those days have changed. Mike, great stuff as always. Enjoy your weekend. Chat again on Monday, okay? Thank you, Bill. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.